Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, a J10 initiative. Hey, welcome to the podcast. This is Deacon John and Joe, and this is a very snowy edition of Catholic Stuff You Should Know. Here we are. I'm looking out the window of the treehouse, third floor of our studio slash my bedroom, and it's snowing. It's beautiful. It reminds me of a day long ago that we went skiing in snow like this. And that was yesterday. It was awesome. <laughs> yesterday was the greatest day of my life. It was because, as mine, too. Why was it the greatest day of your life, John? Well, because we were trapped in the mountains, actually. They, the snow was so bad that they had to close all the passes, which means we were trapped in paradise. And we had nothing. It wasn't our fault. We had All we had to do was, you know, ski. It was the first day of, of the semester, the seminary semester, and we were stuck... With a foot of powder in Winter Park, it was it was sheer glory. I know. I've never I've never skied anything like that in my entire life. It was pretty awesome. All we do is talk about skiing. They're gonna think we're like these like total ski bums. I know. And the last time we don't talk about Jesus, we don't talk about we talk about marijuana. Today we're talking about beer and pubs. It's like they, they, they we're gonna lose our our virtuous listener base. Exactly. Well, we have you know we're showing the this is you know well this is there's more to being Catholic than just talking about Catholic stuff. You can also talk about skiing and right skiing, smoking how, marijuana. How and, about we how no, about some contrition? We don't actually smoke marijuana. Just we don't, and neither anymore. does Andrea Polito, who Joe said her name in the podcast. And whoa, an whoa, whoa! Po- <laughs> you said this. <laughs> okay, maybe I. Said you should this. probably explain this now. In the medical marijuana podcast, we made a reference, and by we I mean me, uh, made a reference to a certain friend of ours named Andrea. Now, uh, after getting an email from her brother, who actually thought it was funny, he seems like a good guy, and her brother's friends and the whole world all of a sudden calling Andrea. Uh, we didn't realize people actually listened to this podcast, but she was pretty upset about it. That's so our excuse for everything. We said we that we would, we would issue a formal apology to Andrea Polito, which is this, Andrea, I'm sorry that Joe said your name in the medical marijuana podcast. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. We should never use last names uh, in public. But uh, didn't we have some way to make it up to her though? We were. What were well, we gonna do? Something about like some sort of call to all single men out there. Yeah, or something like that. she's a great Catholic girl available, and we know we got. You can go to our website. Her phone number's there. <laughs> oh, now we're gonna have to apologize in the next one. Okay, Andrea, there <laughs> you go. There's your apology. You better enjoy it while you can. We're moving on. Uh, next apology to all the listeners who didn't get a podcast last week and who said, I told them several weeks ago, you're going to have one from Father Mike, the old Father Mike. Oh, that's right. And uh, so I maybe want to explain what happened. Yeah, they're, uh, well, John and Father Mike recorded a podcast uh, up in the mountains, what, two weeks ago? Yep. And there was just some technical difficulties. I, I wasn't there for it, but apparently they recorded it, and it wasn't too... Uh, it was a great podcast, hilarious, according to John, but... Hilarious. All crackly. It was on St. Michael, which he loves and he knows a lot about. And the funny thing is, Father Mike has been making fun of us for, I don't know, what, five, six months about how long they're getting? Guess what was the longest recorded podcast? I can guess. Last one, but unfortunately you did not... You were not able to hear it. We hope some point to redo it and get it to... It was It was horrific that's how bad (laughs) it wasn't just like you know the bad recording but it was like totally horrible so sorry father mike we miss you uh he's in craig again but we'll see you again soon Mm -hmm. but we're back now and we i was really hoping to 
go through all of our Christmas break without missing a week. But right. and this might, you know, you're only hearing us from two weeks from now. Uh, two weeks ago, you heard us again, heard us, but we haven't actually recorded in like a month and a half. So right. we're we might be a little rusty here. Yeah, we're a little rusty. We're kind of trying to get back into it. We've been skiing a lot, uh, trying to get the. For instance, we might go four minutes into a podcast without actually <laughs> talking about anything that we're supposed well, to talk about. Four minutes, okay, and and uh, we're gonna keep this one at twenty because you got to go back for evening prayer. So. Uh, yeah, so the semester should be good every Tuesday. We'll get them out. We have business to do at the end, so I need to move. It's time. It's Today's it. topic is the two greatest pubs in England. Now you, you I have, love Catholic stuff, man. You have that look on your face like another substance, another, <laughs> another abuse of the term Catholic stuff. Now, this is Catholic stuff. And do you know why it's Catholic stuff? Why because then? Catholic people used to frequent those pubs. And that's what we're going to talk about. So we're going to talk about the two pubs, and then we're going to talk about the people particular four men who went to those two pubs. Awesome. Now, now I came across these years ago, um, and uh, for my parents' 25th wedding anniversary about five years ago, we went to Europe. They met in Germany, and we, we had a chance to go around. One of the places we went was England. And they said to each of the kids in the family, where do you want to go? And I said, I want to go to two places, the Eagle and Child and Yield Cheshire Cheese. And that's the two names of the pubs that we're talking about today. So the first of them, or the second one I said, we'll do first. Ye old Cheshire cheese. Cheshire cheese. And that's old with the E. You know, you got to have the E at the end. I actually heard that ye actually isn't a word. It's just, it was pronounced the, but really? it's spelled ye. Really? So mm-hmm. it means the? Yeah, I think that's what it means. Sounds cooler though. So anyways, Ye old Cheshire cheese is located on Fleet Street in the middle of London. Now, if you go to Fleet Street five years ago, like I did, or today, it's the financial district of London. So it's like really upscale, but the pub is still there. The pub is over 400 years old. Isn't that crazy? That is cool. 400 years old, the original floor. Uh, you don't walk on, but it's beneath it. I mean, it's crazy. It's older, well, why, than, our, it's why, older than our country. What did you see when you were there? When what's It's just like a normal pub? It's a normal pub, yeah. Why is this so great? Well, it's great because G.K. Chesterton and Hiller Belloc hung out there in the early 20th century. Now, a lot of different Two literary... Two fat English dudes. Yeah, exactly. Now, a lot of literary types hung out at the Yield Cheshire Cheese, one of whom is Charles Dickens, if you're familiar with him. I have Samuel heard of Johnson. Dickens. Do you know who Samuel Johnson is? Yeah, he was in that movie. He's in a lot of movies. I don't know him. Samuel L. Jackson. Alfred North Whitehead. This is just to name a few. Boswell, Dryden, Thackeray, Dickens. That's all. But the two we're focusing on is Chesterton and Belloc. See, because the Fleet Street right now is the financial district, but 100 years ago... It was the uh, newspaper district. So all the writers were kind of floating around. Well, tell me about these guys, Chesterton and Belloc. Who okay, are these yeah. dudes? So Chesterton and Belloc, well, uh, Belloc was, grew up Catholic in England, but his father was French. Now, Chesterton was one of these, or I'm sorry, Belloc was one of these fascinating guys who would walk into a room and divide it automatically. He would just, people hated him when they looked at him, or they loved him. He was one of those guys. Now, uh... Sounds familiar. Let me tell you a story about Belloc. I know. it's a, One of them is me. One of them is you. Chesterton's the opposite. Chesterton could walk in and say something completely inappropriate, and everybody would love him. So there you go. This is a, a great story of Belloc, and unfortunately, we can't go into his life, but these two were great Catholic literary minds. Belloc grew up Catholic. Uh, Chesterton didn't convert until maybe like 1920, so maybe he was like 30 or something like that. Okay, so this is early 1900s. Early 1900s, but in 1906... Hiller Belloc ran for parliament from South Salford. I love this story. Um, and the uh, Belloc's conservative party opponents, they had this slogan against it. And this is what they wrote against Belloc. They said, don't vote for a Frenchman and a Catholic. Okay, so that was the thing. So he gets pissed off about this. So he goes, and this is his first speech for uh, for parliament. And this is what he says. Everyone's saying, don't do it. Just get out of here. These, this is all uh, anti-Catholic, this whole Salford, this whole part of the country. This is 1906. He stands up for his first speech, and he goes, Gentlemen, I am a Catholic, 
as far as possible, I go to I go to mass every day. And he goes, this is a rosary. He takes it out of his hand. He goes, as far as possible, I kneel down and tell these beads every day. If you reject me on account of my religion, I shall thank God that he has spared me the indignity of being your representative. <laughs> Sits down, gets a standing ovation, and they elect him to parliament. No So, I mean, way. he's just, like, fabulous. So, that's Belloc. Chesterton, that we said, is the kind of, he was like, he was like a grown-up kid. He just had this wild imagination, this wild joy. And that's what ties those two together to the other two that we want to talk about. But we got to go up the street a little bit to Oxford. Oxford. So our second pub is called the Eagle and Child. Okay, the Eagle and Child. Eagle and Child, you got to go maybe 20 years later to the 1930s, and you'd find a group called the Inklings there. The Inklings. Inklings were started by C.S. Lewis, who I was a him. professor in Oxford at Magdalen College, and his friend J.R. Tolkien. Oh. Now, Lewis was not a Catholic. No. Lewis actually kind of hated Catholics. Because, well, he's Catholic now. Uh, it's just, <laughs> that's a fun. I've never thought of it like that. The uh, but he was uh, what's called an Ulster Protestant. He grew up in Northern Ireland, so he just had this kind of underlying anti-Catholic right. thing. That at the end of actually, he was close friends with Tolkien. For yeah, a which long is time. funny because he's such close friends with Tolkien. But when you hear these people say, "Oh, C.S. Lewis, he almost became bath No, no, he he never did. Really? <laughs> he, uh, and Tolkien worked on him his whole life. But in the 1930s, this group came together and they and they reformed the Inklings and they would meet on Tuesday mornings for pints at the Eagle and Child, which you can go to today. And I've been there and I've sat at the table where these great minds met, and uh, they would be writing, and uh, they would do the first readings of the stories there. So in the late 40s, the Chronicles of Vernia were first read around pipe uh, pints and pipes in this place called the Eagle and Child, and they would talk about it and they would throw suggestions at each other. And then in the late 50s, 1954, is when The Fellowship of the Ring was published by Tolkien. But the first reading of the trilogy, The Lord of the Rings, which is the greatest, I'm kind of a, a secret Tolkien fan, and we should do a whole other podcast on this, but it was all done at that table. No way. So the first time The Lord of the Rings was ever shared with anybody was in this... Uh Eagle and Child. Eagle pub. and Child over over drinks, and it was all read. That's the beautiful thing is it was all orally done, and then it was discussed, and they would critique each other because they were really? all these great literary minds. Now the funny thing is that, and all of them were did this whole group of them, but those are the two most famous ones. But uh, Lewis recounts back, and he said they would read Lord of the Rings, and the guys would give him feedback, and he wouldn't change anything. He never <laughs> ch- <laughs> Tolkien never changed a word. Um, and so a quick word about J.R. Tolkien, and like I said, I'd love to do a whole other podcast on him, but fascinating man he uh he grew up catholic again late 1800s now this is interesting for you and this shows how conversions affect each other he went to okay so john henry newman founds the oratory john henry newman who's now blessed who's now blessed in 1850 converts to catholicism or 1840 and huge he was the most popular anglican in england converts well he starts an oratory in uh up north which then a young Hiller Belloc will go and study under. And so he actually studied under Newman. No way. Hiller Belloc. Hiller Belloc went and studied there. Now Newman's oratory founds a second oratory. And that is where a young J.R. Tolkien ends up as an orphan. This is an amazing story. And like I said, we'll have to do this in another podcast. But his his father died, and his mother, who became Catholic, was totally disowned for being Catholic. So they literally went from living out in the country, and then they just had no money, and they were totally poor. So what happened is the priests of the oratory that Newman founded brought him in um, to an orphanage, essentially. So he had his family, but he lived and he grew up in this orphanage. But he was under the care of these priests. He would um, say Mass every day. But this was his faith was deeply, deeply instilled in his heart because um, this was his father figure growing up, right. the one particular priest. But it all goes back to Newman's conversion. Yeah. So the greatest Catholics of the 20th century, British Catholics, 
had somehow conversions that came through Newman's conversion. That's so you just, amazing. You never know how one person will affect. Wow, and those all are three like intellectual giants. giants. I mean, these guys, these are, guys are just giants, especially so, Newman. I mean, he's a yeah, and, and these guys are really the greats. And one of the things that made them great, and this is kind of the final thing with this, is that they had what we'll call a sacramental imagination. They had a sense of this wild imagination, all of them as writers, but it was rooted in the sacramental reality, and that means. A sacrament is a visible sign of an invisible reality. And so everywhere they looked, they saw an invisible reality Mm. of God's expression. All of creation is this kind of huge sacrament. Almost like they lived life with like a glass ceiling, like heaven was always penetrating the visible things around them. They were always penetrating into that. And everything they wrote is just soaked with that. And that is profoundly Catholic to have a sacramental imagination. And you know what destroys that? Television. Why do you say? Television destroys the sacrament of imagination because it just it just hits us and it overwhelms us, stimulating us. And Tolkien actually wrote about this at the end of his life. I mean, he died in the 70s. And it wasn't just that, but it was radio and the noise of the world was starting to kind of uh, affect Oxford, his beloved Oxford. And he realized this is, this is destroying us. But we have a sense that we get so overwhelmed by uh, sense perception that we're not able to actually receive what the world is trying to articulate to right. us by its very existence. Yeah, our eyes aren't open because they're kind of clogged with television. Our totally ears aren't open because we're clogged with all we hear is this exactly. noise. Not that a podcast, though. That would never do that. To <laughs> exactly. But we're just we're just contributing to the noise in your life, apparently. Right. So, uh, no, so two good. quick things. There's a great biography on uh, Tolkien um, by uh, Joseph Pierce. And then there's a great book by George Weigel called Letters to Young Catholic, right. one of which is from Yield Cheshire Cheese. So oh. when you're in England, go to the Yield Cheshire Cheese and uh, in Oxford, go to the Eagle and Child. Excellent. Well, so thank you, you, George Weigel. A little more Catholic John stuff. Apple. Now, we got business to do before we finish here. We do have business to do. Great job, by the way. That was that was good stuff. I learned a lot there. Um, ye old Cheshire Cheese. Yes. That's what it's called. That's good stuff. If I ever go to England, I'm definitely going there. Yes, we do have some business here. We're not actually not going to do emails because of what we're going to talk about here. Um, just a few business items. Uh, the first is that we have a new feed on iTunes. Um, we're kind of making a switch over here. The problem we got from some emails was that you couldn't subscribe to our podcast um, unless you had iTunes. But if you, you know, anybody who had any other software besides iTunes couldn't. So this is kind of trying to speak to that. So if you have, what you need to do now is if you have iTunes and you want to stay subscribed to this podcast, you have to go on iTunes again, search for Catholic Stuff You Should Know, and uh, subscribe to the one. There's going to be two Catholic Stuffs that pop up. Subscribe to the one that's by J10 Initiative. So um, everybody needs to resubscribe. Everybody, so that exactly. If you want to keep getting users can use it. And the, we're going to keep the old one up for a couple more weeks and then pull it, right? Right, exactly. So only for iTunes people, go to J10 Initiative. They got one who's by J10 Initiative. If you don't have iTunes, go to our website, CatholicStuffPodcast.com. Um, and if you go there, go to the links page, and there'll be a link to subscribe uh, for any other generic MP3 player uh, software, so you, for Zunes and stuff like that. Um, also, we're trying to get all of them over to MP3 format. That's that's going to take a while, but that's another thing. And a lot of these are email requests from people. Exactly. Man. So we're trying to we're trying to, and we're totally this is this is kind of world. John and I have very little yeah, know, know how about. So we're working on the best we can. And, and Mike is doing great. Work Mike here. is Mike is our tech guy, and he is doing a great job. Uh, visit our website. Um, you can check us out more about us there. Um, there's also um, a little place to donate. Now this is a small thing, uh, but there's just been there's been some expenses really from Mike's end that he's yeah. been. Uh, just to make this thing happening. So if anybody feels uh, willing or called to uh, donate, feel free to do that. You can do that there at a PayPal. 
Um, also, we're on Facebook. I don't know if you knew this, John. We're on Facebook. Yeah, so you can check us out on Facebook, and you can uh, you know ask questions there. It'd be a great way to interact with some of the listeners. So Excellent. just go to Facebook, Catholic Stuff You Should Know, uh, and you can find us there. Great. Thanks for resubscribing to this. Thanks for listening. And uh, I think if that's all we got, then uh, send us some emails, comments, questions. Oh, one more thing. I'm sorry. Yes, send emails, comments, and questions. But another thing, if you want to support the podcast and spread the word a little bit, uh, a great way to do that would be to go um, and rate us on iTunes and write some reviews for us on iTunes because that'll actually when people search we'll be coming up more often if we have more ratings and more reviews so that would help us out a lot help spread the word uh, that's what this podcast is really about it's really oh, just about one more thing spreading it. So, shout out to your sister who never gets a shout out did she call you? No, Jessica. Yeah. Hi, Jessica. She's the one who always gets neglected. All the other ones get shout-outs. So hello to Jessica. Email us at Catholic Stuff You Should Know, and uh, you might get a shout-out yourself. Take care.